Let me invite onto the show Petro Mitchell, who is the executive director at the Corrosion Institute of Southern Africa. Petra, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, and good morning to the listeners. Firstly, when we talk about corrosion, what exactly are we referencing here? What is corrosion? So, Kathy, corrosion is commonly known as rust. Mm. Now, the technical term for it is when a refined metal wants to go into its original state. In other words, it's a deterioration of material by its reaction with its environment. So, let me just give you an example. Materials such as um, metals react differently when exposed to various environments like for example salt water so if you're coastal it will act differently versus untainted water so that is basically a rough explanation of what corrosion is um just just as a as a, as a note other materi- materials also corrode but we focus on metals more than other materials when we look at why corrosion is such a big issue or why rust is such a big issue, um, I suppose the cost that it, it has on the economy is, is quite big, which necessitates that we give it attention. Um, exactly that, Cathy. So when we, when we look at corrosion and, and why it occurs, there's, there's, there's two, two things that happens. It's either that the, the infrastructure or the asset is not maintained or not the or the or not the correct application is applied or specification hasn't been followed. So if you look at um, the health and safety risk, the financial implication, and the environmental impact it has, I mean we spend 130 billion rands a year, which is plus minus four percent of our GDP, as a result of corrosion. Now other research has shown that one ton of steel could turn to rust every 90 seconds, and 50% of every tonne of steel is used to replace corroded steel. Now, if you can imagine 130 billion rand a year, if you divide that with 60 million South Africans, we spend about 2,500 rand a year towards corrosion. Is it really avoidable, though, Um, or is it one of those things that um, is is a necessary evil that you know if you're using uh, certain materials to build infrastructure, then you're likely to have corrosion at some point or the other? Um, It is unfortunately not avoidable. So it's one of those necessary evils, as you've you've pointed out. But with uh, with our membership base and the known technologies out there, there are solutions out there that can reduce the, 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 the progress of corrosion significantly. So that's why it's important from the start of the infrastructure or the, 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 the planning that the right people, for example, contractors, the right um, specification goes out and also the, 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 the applicators who's going to apply, let's say, the coatings to a pipe, that they are actually um, trained appropriately to actually apply, to, to apply these solutions. So yes, you will have an infrastructure that, that, that a contractor will say to you, um, the lifespan of this building is 25 years. Mm. But if you don't maintain it, maintain it like, let's call it every five years, let's take your car, for example. 
if you if you don't service your car regularly as per the manufacturer's guidelines or, or the person where you bought it from, then you're not going to get the, the, the lifespan out of your car that it's intended to, to, to be. The same with infrastructure, the same with our assets. I, um, we can have a lifespan of, of 25 years, but if it's not maintained regularly as specified, then it's not gonna it's not gonna not gonna last, and therefore you will sometimes see bridges collapse, you will see roads collapse because it's all integrated. What do you find are some of the biggest challenges um, that are faced when it comes to maintaining this infrastructure? I think the challenges that we face are number one. It's either that the people that apply these technologies are not pro- are properly trained. And also from the beginning, um, let's call it um, from from the start of the meeting where you, where let's say infrastructure development say that we're going to build a a school, um, it is generally that find that it's either not specified correctly or some people might say no, it's too expensive, so therefore we're going to go with a cheaper option. Yes, you will get. Um, two years out of your out of your, your your asset, but if you apply the right technology, it can last you for 20 years. So it's it's, it's I think sometimes I, I I firmly believe that if you if you're not aware of what the implications are, you're just going to go with 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 the cheaper option. And and corrosion, unfortunately, is seen as oh, we will deal with it as when it happens. But if it's dealt with from the beginning, um, instead of replacing. Let's let's call it water pipes. Every other other day or every other year, we can actually have a longer lifespan in that in, in in that asset. Why do you think it is that we are seeing, at least when it comes to infrastructure, the kind of infrastructure failures? And I'm talking here about you know big projects. Um, why we're seeing the kind of failures that that are associated with infrastructure that we have seen. You know, to think about a bulk water supply system of an entire municipality uh-huh. uh, washed away. That, that is incredibly <laughs> significant. And, and uh-huh. I wonder, you know, when you assess that from the perspective of infrastructure that is perhaps not being properly maintained, but that uh-huh. is supposed to last for a, a certain amount of time, what are some of the immediate things that, that you, you think of as, as an expert in this field? Um. Normally, when, when, when these type of things happen, as I've explained earlier, Kathy, it's either because the application wasn't applied properly or the actual water pipeline in this instance hasn't been maintained as per the specif- specification. So you will find that um, people will ignore the fact that you need to maintain it every five years and just leave it because we haven't found any issues with it. And then you will find a water pipe washed away or burst and um, yes, the inconvenience is, 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 is not having water in your home, but if, it, if you are a business like a laundry service or a brewery, it affects you tremendously. So, so a lot of what we find in the industry and what our members find is that it's either not applied properly, the, 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 let's call it the coating, um, or it's not maintained at all. Do you find that bad weather conditions actually add to the state of corrosion? It definitely does. It definitely does. The, the bad weather conditions um, can definitely add add to it. Um, but 
when when it comes to the planning, the the, the, the for example, the engineer would be able to to specify that or make provision for what for for for, for weather conditions as well, or they should make provision for for water conditions as well. As an industry, when you look at where we are um, as a country and and the kind of climate that we are expected to have in the you know the next couple of years the fact that the weather patterns are changing uh, some mm-hmm. parts of the country are expected to have you know more inclement weather than than before how do you think that this should be informing how we are treating our infrastructure or even how we are building infrastructure I think, um, Cathy, it's very important that you, first of all, um, when it comes to um, climate, there's, there's different, um, I've mentioned it earlier as well, in, in, in an area such as in a coastal re- region, there will be a, a, a different, um, let's call it a coating specification to what is applied inland. So if you apply a coating, for example, on a, on a pipe, it will be different. So it's important that you look at the environment in itself and then give the solution accordingly. So so keeping in mind the various change in what in, 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 in sorry in in um in we- in weather conditions, those are all the factors that that our members that, that actually go onto a site take into consideration and actually give the actual solution um to the the, 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 the contractor or the or the end user, the asset owner. When it comes to being able to deal with these problems, you are also um, highlighting the role of universities and other institutions of higher learning and and Mm -hmm. questioning the extent to which they are enabling, you know, future workers in this industry to Mm -hmm. to deal specifically with the issue of corrosion. Um, Kathy, in my opinion, when it comes to science of corrosion research and the study of corrosion mitigation in general, there's not enough done at school level to make people aware of and to study corrosion. So, for example, typically at universities, one will find that a single module dealing with corrosion is part of a program such, such as metallurgy or material science. And at postgraduate level, it is dealt with if a student selects to do a research project that is concerned with corrosion. Um, at secondary level, there's no students that are exposed to the studies of corrosion apart from the annual invitation to our annual Corrosion Awareness Day. Now, we cannot wait for, post-grad, for postgraduate level to introduce corrosion because, in my opinion, um, if you know better, you do better. So, therefore, we as the Corrosion Institute have, are in direct communication, and we're working currently with the Quality Council of Trades and Occupation, which is the QCTO, um, to actually develop qualification that will address all levels of training. Mm-hmm. So from primary to secondary, right through to university and postgraduate level. Why should people care about this this topic? Because it can also be a, you know, a very niche topic in the sense that it, of course, it affects us because all of us engage with uh, infrastructure in one way or another. We use infrastructure, but mm-hmm. it's not something that affects us on a day-to-day basis until the bridge collapses or mm-hmm. your house is found to um, to not be in a satisfactory state. 
I think we, we, we should care because, I mean, number one, it, it, it poses a health and safety risk, like you've mentioned, the financial implications and the environment. I think more so government should care mm. because um, when, we, when we talk about, yes, we have corrosion at our homes, when we look at our, 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 our gates, if it's galvanized, which is a form of corrosion protection, um, yes, that we have. But when we look at the why should we care, why should government care, I think, should be the question. Is, 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 for me, um, it is government needs to get more involved in to ensure that corrosion is considered from the get-go. Because what we find is that, like I said, it's always an afterthought. Um, we will deal with it as it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So maintenance is imperative to ensure um, um, that our structures remain protected. So, for example, if we do regular cleaning, we're checking our systems are operating. Can you imagine if we keep existing infrastructure in an optimal condition, the $130 billion that we spend a year on corrosion can actually be used for new infrastructure like roads, our water pipelines, housing, schools, all of those can all, all of that money can be repurposed if we actually I mean you can um, I, I, will, I will actually challenge the Department of Infrastructure and Development to come mm-hmm. and have a chat with us and, and see how we can work to create, together because that is why we have um, the World Corrosion Awareness Day today as a theme is like how can we work together with our other industry because we were very multidisciplinary we, in the aeronautical industry, we in your car, um, cement and concrete, all of those. So we, 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 we like I said, I'm, I'm challenging the Department of Infrastructure Development to come and have a chat with us and see how we can actually work together with them and advise them because our memberships are so diverse. Um, we have the solutions. We have the technology to assist and, and ensure um, longer lifespan on our infrastructure. And I mean, 130 billion rand is a lot of money. And, and I think we can actually repurpose that in, in, in other things, like I said, like water and power plants. The other thing is, um, Kathy, 50% of that cost can be saved as a result if, if, we, if people are just trained properly and if they apply the right solution. What, is yeah. what is the answer where infrastructure has been neglected, corrosion has taken place? Is the only alternative to replace that infrastructure? Um, no, it depends on the, the advanced stage of corrosion or mm. where, where it actually is. So what, what the expert will do or what our, what our members will do, they will go and assess the situation. It might be that certain part has to be um, replaced in its entirety, but there are technologies out there that we can get rid of the corrosion and, 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 re, and repurpose it. It all depends on the severity of of the, of the corrosion. Mm. And, and I suppose on some level it also requires, especially with the call that you're making uh, to government, it requires that even municipalities uh, begin to look at, at this with a much closer eye. Yeah. And, and even, even um, I mean, we have asset owners as members um, and they are part of our subcommittee where we sit around the table as well and listen 
so like Joburg Water, etc., where we, we and, 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 and the likes of Transmed, where we, where we look at the cathodic protection side of things, where you have to pre, um, protect your pipeline and your railway lines. Um, so, so, so it is definitely important that the municipalities, local and national government get together and, and because the solutions are out there, it is there. All right, let's leave it there for this morning. Uh, Petra Mitchell is the executive director at the Corrosion Institute of South Africa. And that's the advice that they then uh, have for government right now. They're calling on government to engage experts in the industry to help them when it comes to maintaining the, the infrastructure and ensure that they're using the very best information and knowledge that is available out there because we do want to see an increase in the lifespan of our infrastructure. You heard there uh, the total cost of corrosion to the South African economy is on average 4% of GDP. So, uh, you know, when they break it down, they say 250, uh, that each of us rather is paying a 250 rand per month uh, to corrosion simply because, uh, you know, infrastructure is not properly maintained and therefore the damage that it experiences uh, in the short to medium term becomes more than it needs to be. We'll leave it there with that particular conversation.